on this episode of the AIE podcast. Hey guys, does anyone have any plans for August 14th? Conquest drops with a thunk. Final Fantasy 14 is free for a few. <laughs> the housing market in ESO is hot. And we are our own guests. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 295 of the podcast celebrating the Aliyah Ayakta S gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. I am Tetsemi, and to my left and up is McCullough. Hey guys, there's a mocha java cake in the Guild Kitchen, and snickerdoodles, Woo! and lemon bars, and chocolate chip cookies, and eight pounds of pulled pork, and some barbecue jackfruit. And yeah, um, Tad, I apologize for the mess. That's okay. It's all good. And to my right is Mewcow. Greetings, gamers. I want some of that barbecue. Mm, yeah, good. you do. It's going to be smelling delicious <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. It has been a while, so we're having a host show to talk about what AIE has been up to while we're gone and what we're going to be doing coming up in and out of game. So we will be chatting with ourselves soon. But first, let's cover this week's news. A.I.E. News. All right. This month's community event will be in the World of Warcraft during the micro-holiday on April 28th, the Honor Guard. We're going to celebrate the event with a parade around Orgrimmar, which is pretty much how we like to celebrate a lot of things. Uh, next month's community event will be also in WoW, um, since it is getting close to the Balloon Tournament event, and that'll help those uh, help those achieve the pvp for children's week to finish off the very slogging long arduous what a long strange trip it's been achievement again thank you ted for um doing that battle during children's week for me before i threw the mouse across the room <laughs> you're welcome yeah i would have thought showing children the horrible horribleness of uh pvp would be that hard to do <laughs> right? it was awful yeah, and uh, in more WoW news, August 14th, the day before Cyberway's birthday, and the announced release date for Battle for Azeroth, uh, the, with this announcement, the physical collector's edition is available for sale and includes a hardcover book with two novellas exclusive to the physical collector's edition with a story about Battle for Azeroth, which is interesting. They're essentially taking the, the, the stuff they're putting online and making it like an actual hard copy you can so it's cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Uh, excerpts were posted by Blizzard and really are worth reading. Uh, there is a link in the show notes. Uh, you do know this means that Ted's getting uh, the collector's edition for my birthday, right? Okay. I already have um, the <laughs> Well, as Mew's going to read, I already have the digital collector's edition, so we're good. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> For those of you not getting the physical collector's edition, such as Tet's, uh, novellas will be for sale in digital form, minus all the artwork that is exclusive to the hardcover version. Boo. If you've already bought the expansion digitally in either standard or collector's edition form and order the physical version, Blizzard will refund the cost of your initial purchase to your account's Battle.net balance, which is kind of neat. In the past, 
they've it's kind of been uh, annoying you had to put in a ticket and you t- you might talk to somebody and they basically give you the code back like a usable code to give yeah. to someone else and then they right. can have the game it was weird so it's it's kind of neat that they're putting it in your ballot balance because you're you're probably going to spend money there and it doesn't leave their ecosystem so everyone's yeah, happy great. yep um, there's also been some interesting highlights from the PAX East announcement. So, settle in. We have the Dark Iron Dwarves and the Maghar Orcs. They will be the first two new allied races. Play through the war campaign at release and unlock them. Kind of similar to how we did uh, the Lightforged and the Tauren and all that other fun stuff. It's just, you, you don't have to get the, you're kind of doing all that, you know, the, the whatever you had to get to the actual rep grind plus the little extra bit, but yeah. Exactly. Uh, K- uh, Cole Turan and Zandalori Trolls will come later in the expansion. Most likely because you're going to have to really convince those guys because mm-hmm. they're not exactly happy with either of their you know, perfected back- factions from what I've seen. Uh, there will be another round of uh, Realm Connections. That way they can have it, I guess, as big as possible and make their world seem more alive um, more so than the cross-realm stuff does. Yep. Uh, the pre-expansion patch will include content in Darkshore that tells the backstory of the burning of Teldrassil, because we all want to know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, it will include both story quests and replayable skirmishes with elites. Uh, there will be 2.5D animated pieces that s- tell the story of the burning of Teldrassil. We'll definitely want to know why. Uh, check out more information over at MMO Champion and Wowhead, which have been tracking all the announcements and dev interviews. Link in the show notes. Also, if you are in the Alpha and want to join the AIE Guild there, we have formed Alea Yakta Est Audacia on the Sylvanas server on the Alliance side. That's right. We're on the Alliance side. Oh, so. what? <laughs> so, you know, well, you know, they keep, you know, asking, hey, when are we going to play on the Alliance side? Well, for good reason. Who lost a bet? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it's because we don't want to spoil ourselves for the Horde storyline, since that will be where the majority of AIE folks are going to be. Yes. Uh, so just um, jump into the WoW channel in AIE Discord and ask for an invite or uh, DM Tetsemi on Discord as well. And we also did open up the AIE LFO channel on uh, the Alpha. So if one of us happens to be logged in when you are, you can probably ask there as well. Yep, exactly. And in Star Wars The Old Republic news, mandatory fun night where attendance is optional, but fun is mandatory. It is on the Republic side this week. They will be tackling the gods uh, gods from the machine as their main objective with the possibility of another mandatory fun night randomly popping up later in the week, depending on the conquest goals. As always, please make sure you keep track of this through the AIE Discord and in the, in the SWOTOR channel for up-to-date information. And make sure you've completed your storyline far enough in that you have your own ship. It makes it easier to get to where we're playing. Um, not in the show notes, but I will add it in. We had a really fun time this week in Mandatory Fun Night. We did a Mandatory Fun Night on Friday uh, to help some people out with a couple world bosses and went from... 132,000 conquest points for the guild up to 320,000 conquest points just with two world boss kills and getting everyone their um, 
their conquest goals. So it was really fun. And I look forward to doing that again. And since we were gone, both patch 5.8 and 5.8a dropped with a loud thud or a clank, depending on who you talk to. Major highlights were the conquest overhaul, the return of followers, the final boss of Gods from the Machine, Isaacs, and links to both sets of patch notes are below. And a reminder, the Conquest overhaul is a work in progress, to put it politely. There will be more changes ahead in patch 5.9, restoring some of the ability of alts to participate in Conquest more often and provide a variety in ways to participate in Conquest, as well as more incentive for larger guilds to invade medium and large planets and get away from the small ones. Awesome. Leave <laughs> those to the small guilds, please. Yeah. Uh, and in Escape Podcast News, Escape Podcast 236, boarding party on uh, Max, Isima, and Astromech EPC 238 talk about the cartel and conquest updates while they're running a playthrough of the boarding party flashpoint. In podcast Escape Podcast 237, reviving Revan, uh, Sema, Max the Gray, and Astromech EPC 237 run the Foundry flashpoint and introduce the uh, experience the introduction of Revan into the Star Wars story. Also. Until Tuesday, so it ends Monday night, uh, I believe they are having a uh, cartel coin sale where basically anything you could ever get in any of the cartel point cartel coin packs is available for direct sale. So if there's one piece that RNG hasn't been favorable to mm-hmm. you and you want to pick it up, you can get it for cartel coins right now. So. Sweet. That's going to be quite the cartel rush, honestly. Oh, yeah. And speaking of games that have good sales, in uh, Star Trek Online news, Star Trek Online is incredibly proud to announce their fourth major expansion, Victory is Life. Paying homage to fan favorite Star Trek Deep Space Nine, this brand new expansion will bring captains to the Gamma Quadrant and beyond in a new story kicked off by the evasion of the mysterious of the mysterious RQ. In addition to new cast Members and features, Victory for Life will raise the Star Trek Online level cap to 65, introduce a new queue, new progression systems, and will add a sector battle zone, a new gameplay feature that takes the players into war, the war between the stars to save the Gamma Quadrant. Mute, just a note, I had you down for Star Trek Online news, just because that's the way that it fell, and um, somebody called me out on it, so I had to switch some stuff around. <laughs> Because I tend to do Star Trek online news for us. Well, everyone looks forward to listening to you talk about it. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Do you mean the words I mess up? All I see here was hard to I'm like, wow, there's no hard words in this. That's great. I'll take it. <laughs> totally. Well, and on to something I'm more familiar with, uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, for those not in the know, there is a free login campaign currently running. It started on the 27th and will be going all the way to May 6th, which is a pretty long time. Uh, I guess they figure that people won't get to it right away, but they're going to want to. Words are hard. I, I said Star Trek Online, and then yep. you're talking about time. Yep, yep, yep. You've cursed us all, which you're used to, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eligibility. Users who have previously purchased and registered Final Fantasy XIV. All registered service accounts are set as inactive during the campaign period. Registered service account must be inactive for at least 30 days. Also, for those that might have missed it, Eureka, the Forbidden Land, has been opened. Did you play Final Fantasy XI and enjoy the notorious mobs and camping them, the mad dash for mobs and resources? In a similar vein to the Palace of the Dead, you will have separate leveling in this new land. 
Interestingly enough, rumor has it that dungeon queues have taken a hit as a result, and even DPS are in short supply there. So get those rare DPS needed for Final Fantasy XIV dungeon queues. All right. And in space hobo news, I mean, these <laughs> news. Lots of news. Yeah, AIU is moving again and trading their Russian overlords for new Chinese overlords. AIU and its alliance will be moving to a new region of space. Once there, they will be paying the iron price for their space sovereignty. AIU is going to war. And My if you God. want information, uh, there is a special message from the eternal beloved AIU space dictator hoots up on the guild site. Why can't I mean I know if they stop moving the space clowns will eat them, but this is getting a bit ridiculous, guys. <laughs> hey, you know. Boy. All right, and Guild Wars 2's news. Um, from March 29th through April 19th, the Super Adventure Festival will be running in Guild Wars 2. Um, Azure Ingenious Moto's cutting edge, high-tech lucrative triumph, the Super Adventure Box is back for the annual festival of bouncing mushrooms, exploding flowers, and clouds with attitude. Jump into the future of edutainment if you can handle that much adventure i think they mean edutainment yep edutainment oh i read that completely wrong because words are hard edutainment i also want to know about these uh exploding exploding flowers exploding 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 but in eso news the guild is getting active again with new content and fixes since launch, making it a solid game, a very solid game. It's it's night and day com- comparison. Um, we had a guild dungeon run over the weekend and have opened a guild house. We now have a guild account and guild house set up in ESO. The account is at AIE Guild. To get to the guild house, right click on that account in the guild roster and select to visit primary residence, which is kind of a clever way to do it because normally you'd have someone would have to basically like give their own house over to the guild and say, now everyone can run around in it. So that's actually pretty clever. Uh, the house is located on the outskirts of Relica with an outlaws den just out the back door. Very important. Um, I, I run into that problem all the time uh, and easy access to a small town with everything centrally located with a bank, stable way shrine, very important crafting and some of the top guild traders, which is also important. Uh, Everyone in the guild right now is set up as a decorator and can move any decorations around. Only the owner can place. If you have decos you want placed, just mail them to the at AIE guild account and it'll drop for you to move where you'd like. Once things settle down and we can think about locking decorating, but we can all just play around with it for now. So enjoy that freedom. And it's it's actually pretty pretty useful in this game as in most, you know, Elder Scrolls game. Stealing's the thing. It's kind of funny that way. Interesting. Yeah, so uh, you you want you want a quick escape, you know. You you don't want to get caught by those gods and have all your you know you know fairly stolen uh, loot taken from you. So you know, sure. nice, nice and convenient. Um, in uh, general game news, uh, the next ex- expansion, full expansion, has been announced called Somerset. But we'll talk more of that in two weeks with some guests. And if you haven't seen already, the anniversary event has begun. So make sure to find that. Uh, well-known baker in the starter cities and grab your cake memento. I've seen, seems to be near the docks. It seems like he has a whole setup with all of his baking stuff and whatnot. He's pretty hard to miss. In fact, it's, there's even a little icon on the map. It's like a, it looks like a calendar with a star on it. I think that's what they're doing now for event areas. So it's easier to find them on the map. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's re- really handy. 
So run to him because uh, you, you want to find him to get to the cake memento. It's the uh, three-year anniversary cake memento, um, which means that once you get it, your whole account has it. And why do you want this? Well, during the event, if you summon it and use it, it will give you a huge XP boost for about two hours, I believe, which is huge, but only during the event. So you want to get in there now and use it. Uh, also, uh, to go along with the event, uh, make sure you're doing as many daily quests as you can because during the event, they're going to drop a special anniversary loot box. Um, it's full of all kinds of goodies. Um, there's even some super rare motifs and other epic items. Um, the ones that I've been grinding out, uh, just to give people some advice, is uh, all the crafting ones. There's six crafting professions you can do every day, and you can do this on all of your alts. So you could basically just be buried in, in anniversary loot boxes. And at least for the crafting ones, it's actually giving you bonus crafting loot. So the stuff you just made, like I, I think I'm actually like getting a, the stuff I've made, I'm getting more materials back than I'm using. So nice. it's nice. def definitely worth it. Um, uh, almost every type of daily will work. Um, all the dungeon dailies, uh, the, I believe the weeklies also count. Um, oddly enough, the Thieves Guild dailies do not. And I think it's because they did say that any repeatable dailies, like there's there's um, dailies that reset at every morning when it resets. But there's also these once when you finish it, you can immediately get it again. They made sure those don't drop boxes because then they'll just have people grinding those like mad. Yeah, that, yeah definitely. Yeah. So, so I, I definitely highly recommend getting in there. Um, not only is it the loot boxes, you're getting a ton of experience for doing the, these uh, with with the cake buff. So get in there, go crazy. Awesome. And in Lord of the Rings Online news, there are quite a few events currently running or upcoming in Lord of the Rings. Hobnobigans, which is chicken hockey, and that runs through <laughs> April 9th. There is a 25 XP boost coming April 12th through April 16th. And the 11th anniversary starts on April 19th. You get 20% off shared wardrobe, cosmetic outfit slots, mounted combat trait specs, and select cosmetics in the store right now until April 12th. And if you enter code M-A-R-K-A-C, you get a 100% mark acquisition boost for 90 minutes until April 12th. Wow, 11 All years right. is pretty crazy. Uh, it, it is. I know. And, I actually looked at Lothra before we even started playing. I started playing. Wow. Well, I think we both have lifetime accounts for it. We've just never yeah. used, used them. So Yeah. But... Now that we've made it through all the news and getting caught up with the news since we've been gone, let's yes. talk what we've been doing in and out of games. So, Headband Turner in or out or Cyberwave, what are you doing? I mean, what have you been doing? <laughs> Comic-Cons in six weeks? Phoenix Comic, yeah. Fe Comic Fest, I'm sorry. Which, I don't know, are we going to do a live AIE podcast from our booth since me and, me and wife are coming? Yeah, yeah we will be there for all the <laughs> yeah. festivities and shenanigans. Um, oh, yeah. Speaking of um, anyone listening, uh, we are working on trying to figure out a AIE um, tadpole meetup one of those nights. Um, and Dada, who is a member of the guild and a good friend that I happen to work with and game with, um, she wants to, she's kind of looking behind this and we're going to set up a server for Phoenix Fan Fest or Phoenix Fan, Phoenix Comic Fest um, on Discord to like for people to meet up and figure out a good night for everyone to get together. That's one kind of cool thing I've kind of been playing with. Um, 
we got home from Disneyland last week. We had a wonderful time. We went for the Hordling's 16th birthday, and we happened to also be there on Tet's birthday, um, which was a great t- a great time. Uh, we had so much fun as a family. Uh, there were Disney. We were Disney bounding. We were in the park like all five days. It was a, it was great. Um, we, were, we weren't jealous at all. Not at all. No, that's good. That's good. I'm glad. Oh yeah, I, I heard it from your wife. Um, <laughs> in my gaming news, uh, my full note is not enough. Um, because we were, we, you know, we had Disney, so that left a week out of gaming. Um, my Wednesday night game, um, with some of the AIE members, um, our DN's been traveling, so that's kind of been on a slow hiatus. And we've every in my weekend game, there's been something almost every weekend going on. We might be playing next or this upcoming Wednesday or Friday. I don't know. Um, speaking of gaming, according to tw- to Twitter, um, someone named Van Schlecht is watching us. <laughs> so I don't know if we allow his kind in here. He's kind of you know, an <laughs> and yeah, um, good times. Um, our Monday night DM though, this is actually really cool. Um, and this comes to mind because I'm playing a red-haired thief because I have a type. Uh, we are almost done with the this, the wound down, wound down of the Lost Minds of Philanderer, which is not how it's pronounced, but that's what I call it. And we're going to be taking a short break and doing a City of Mist Heroes, like, three-parter, probably. Um, we need to figure out how to make those characters uh, while she actually works on a homebrew world. So that's like kind of where my passion when it comes to gaming is, is not the normal stuff, not the module stuff, but the homebrew storyline or stuff is kind of geared to each character and there's stuff going on for each character. So I'm looking forward to that. Which means I need to finish writing a character history because of course I do. Of course you do. Normal's overrated. True, (laughs) true. Normal's a setting on the washer. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but listen, is there anything else I've been doing geek wise? Not enough. Sat uh, down one of the night to see. I read. Yeah, some... we haven't even got any um, Star Wars time in. Yeah. No, we we've been crazy. Uh, the one night that we went back to the hotel early, I read some mage stuff, so that was fun. Uh, but that's, I think, almost about it. We've been doing a lot of uh, watching Marvel movies at our house. A lot of Marvel which, movies. A lot of Marvel movies, which just got um, intensified after the trip to Disney and the... Imagine so. Oh, my God. And the Guardians ride, which was great. And the you know, the, char- the Marvel characters around and like the Wakandan contingency walking through and... And all of it. So. so that's kind of in my life. Also, headbands. I now have all four Harry Potter house ones finished. And Woo-hoo. Oh my God. Um, and we're now working on a new TARDIS design and all of this. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Anti-Paladins. They're crap. <laughs> um, hi, kids. Good, lo- <laughs> good to look upon you. I mean, it would be better if you could see me now, but because, you know, 19 Charisma. Uh, um, Jose. <laughs> oh, Jose! Sorry, this is actually a personal one. You'll be happy to know that many, many years ago, we talked about playing a mage game. I might actually be playing that character I had envisioned for that. 
That's a throwback Maybe. from 20 plus years ago. Yeah. We've been gaming for a while. A while. A little bit. Oh, oh and, and just a note to Yeah, and just a uh, call back to Appleus. No, I did not get the senior discount at Disneyland. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He's not he's not 50 yet, Appleus, unlike some of us who are about to turn 50 um, on August 18th. Yeah. Which would be you, not me. <laughs> I'll call anybody out. I know. So, so you, what? I think I said, oh, yeah. You, what have you been doing? <laughs> Sorry. Well, speaking of movies, uh, we just returned from watching Ready Player One like literally an hour ago. Uh, so I'm definitely uh, digesting that one, and because speaking of books, you know, definitely was very into the book. Um, yeah, it was a great book. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Um, it the movie is. The book and not the book. Yeah. So, it pays homage to the book, but not the yes. book. Yes. Yes. It, it has it has the outline of the story, but none of the real filler stuff or stuff filling out that outline. So so I'll still still kind of digesting it, but uh overall I came came out enjoying it. Um I, I saw what they did there. Saw what they did all over there, saw what they did <laughs> every single little piece here, there, and and you right. know. Uh, who knew a, a story about an Easter egg would have so many Easter eggs. So <laughs> right. Yeah. Going to have to watch this movie over and over and over again to see it because there was just so much, there was, there was a lot of blizzard stuff in there. Um, there, there was some really neat cameos that we knew about and some that I won't mention because it's going to be fun when you see it. So um, cool. that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, in uh, <clears throat> the the less jovial sense, I in gaming I played a lot of Far Cry Five. Um, that was uh, fun with cultists in Montana. Um, that was that was quite the game. A lot <laughs> of fun to play. Lots of fun. The the they did a great job on making that just a fun game to just go at and and you know do what you do in in a, a Far Cry game. Lots of shooting. Lots of wildlife. Um, lots of you know getting far cried as they say, where you know you're you're thinking during one thing and then the game reminds you, oh hey, there's a cougar that wants to eat you while you're trying to do the thing you're doing. <laughs> and we don't mean the cute older woman. No, no. but there's those two actually. Okay, good to know. Actually, actually, yeah, the one one of the, one of the people that that you could recruit was definitely all into that. So that was all interesting. Right. But no, no, like you could be fishing in a stream, try, in, in the act of actually catching a very large bass, and the cougar says, "You know, I want to catch you instead." <laughs> um, I think I've seen that video. <laughs> no, no, that that was literally what I just what I did. Oh, like, okay. It, it wasn't, yeah. But and uh, I actually did see another interesting one where someone was shooting at an oncoming truck because there was a bad guy in the truck. As they were doing so, I think a bear or or something or a wolf attacked them distracting them from stopping the guy, which then rode, ran both of them over. Right. So <laughs> that's that's being far cried for you. It's just that game makes you well aware that there's a lot going on at once. Um, I, I will say I didn't enjoy the story parts, but uh, the rest was, was great. So, you know, it, it's, I, I definitely want to try it with uh, co-op because it seems like it might be um, even more fun of a game as a co-op experience. It's well set up for that, I think. So we will cool. look forward to that. Um, and I also have been playing a lot of ESO. Um, I did manage to get a character to max level and have been uh, grinding on their version of champion points or whatever you want to call them. 
um, I forget what they call them in ASO, but it is, I think it is CP. So something similar to the way it's, it's the same exact way that Swatoto has it. Cause as you're leveling your main character, you're getting um, a, a bonus. It's like a weird constellation setup and you put points into different points in the constellation to get different stat bonuses. But then you okay. go, you go to your alts who haven't hit max level. They are also getting those same points. So your oh, CP nice. level is for your whole account. So. Kind of like what WoW's going to do with the necklace, it sounds like, in um, Battle for Azeroth. Maybe. With the Azerite? Yeah. Yeah, it's something, I think something they said like that. that it's going to be shared. Uh, the points for the Azerite are going to be shared among your whole account. So Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yep. So, yeah, so I've been trying to grind down on that a bit. And also because I found that once you hit 50, if you aren't already 160 in CP points, they look down on you. So that's been an interesting experience. <laughs> so it's like, hey, I'm level 50. Why aren't you level 160 yet? Okay. Yeah. So, but uh, lots of <laughs> lots of daily grinding um, to get those loot boxes. Um, lots of fun stuff coming out of there. I'm getting all kinds of crazy motifs, some which people are chasing quite a bit. So you're going to see a lot of people asking and paying a lot of money for those rare motifs because it's just it could be any random thing, and it's it's the epic level motifs. And what it is is um, it lets you essentially have the vis- the visage or to craft a thing that looks like something. So it could be uh, a way a sword looks, a way a, p- a helmet looks, a way shoulder pads look. You're actually able to both transmog it on yourself or create a piece to look like that and then give it, sell it to someone. So they're definitely in high demand. Um, so that's been interesting. Um, gotcha. And then uh, as far as since I'm essentially done with the story for Far Cry 5, I went back to uh, starting up Witcher 3. I know I'm a little behind on that one, but someone watching us right now uh, is very interested in seeing me uh, get Witcher 3 going because apparently some interesting story points happen. I hear that's a nap time game. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I hear that's what that, that's the game you play when your kid goes down to sleep. Yes. So I'm trying to catch up on that so I, I'll be able to figure out what story is going on. Um, and then, of course... Uh, when, when I can sneak it in, um, I've been poking at the WoW Alpha because I did mysteriously get that one day. Um, with no Shows up on the launcher. Yeah. yeah. No email. Just like, hey, you're in Alpha. Yep. Yep. So it's like, should I be in here? Install. Yeah, exactly. No one's looking at me funny. Okay. Play. No so one's what stopping race you, me. What race do you decide on? Uh, it was hard because since we're playing on the Alliance, you had to pick Alliance characters. So that was weird. So pretty much all of my characters so far have been uh, Void Elves. Because I was gonna say, yeah, the, the blood <laughs> elf wannabes. Yeah, so I'm pretty much playing a, a blood elf in disguise. I want to see you play a gnome. I think that would be the funniest thing. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. One of my first characters was a gnome warlock. Yeah, <laughs> which got turned into a blood elf warlock. Of course, because warlocks. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's been my gaming. Um, seems like a lot of a uh, lot of time spent in Far Cry Five, honestly. Cool. Cool. Very cool. So pitching it off to Tets, what have you been up to? Oh, quite a bit. Uh, Been leveling up. uh, Speaking of allied races, I have been leveling up my four allied races. I have two on the Horde side and two on the Alliance side. Um, I have the Alliance to about 230. I'm running one through Kalimdor. I'm running the other through... um, Eastern kingdoms, uh, just trying to get two different, 
you know, story versions. And then like I did with the Horde side, yeah. uh, my Torn Warriors at 66 and my Nightborn is at 78 and f- about halfway through Zoltrak and probably will hit 80 before I even see Sholazar Basin, Storm Peaks or Ice Crown. So it's, it's weird. Once you hit level 60 and you go to Northrend or Outland, the 60 to 80 uh, time is really slowed down. Mm-hmm. And then you hit, once you hit 80, uh, I was talking with Ben, yep. um, he says you get into Pandaria and it just accelerates. He made it out of the Jade Forest at 85 and wow. is, is not even a quarter of the way through um valley of the four winds and is at 88 so he <laughs> mean that he uh he, he took a detour and, and said okay i'm done with valley of the four winds and went up to go visit the grummels in kunlai because he loves the grummels up there yep. so he's going to finish it up there um but yeah he's probably you could probably hit 80 through 90 in pandaria in like two zones and be set so the the um xp gain balance is kind of off between the expansions so i'm sure it's something they're looking at tweaking yeah hopefully yeah because yeah um, as much as as much as i enjoyed um north rend i also enjoyed pandaria so i'd like to spend some time there yeah exactly and actually spend meaningful time there mm-hmm. not just you know rushing to 90 and that's that's what i, I as much as i i um say the leveling through north rend is slow it's actually meaningful mm-hmm. but once you you know like once you hit it hit pandaria you're just hitting the accelerate accelerator on the xp and you know it's trying to get you to end game right um i have been working on my so i got all my professions to after swearing i wasn't going to touch professions for legion uh-huh. <laughs> i got all my professions to 800 i blame shoujo as we talked about last mm-hmm. uh oh, it's last one thing i'm not gonna eat sugar for god's sakes i know <laughs> Um, but most of them, I, you know, I got through the quests and all that, did the dungeons and stuff like that. And now there's, Hey, go get this star recipe in this mythic. And I'm like, nah, not going to happen. Um, <laughs> but I, I am working on my alchemist because I keep forgetting every time you have an alchemy, there are transmute discoveries that you have to do every expansion. So I'm in the, in the process of doing, um, doing those. And I think I've got all but one right now. Um, as well as trying to get the three star recipes for the um, not potions, but the flasks that you go into the cauldron. So I sit down and farm the herbs once a day for what I need for the transmute and the uh, transmute discovery and the four potions, four flasks, and then send the flasks off to Alanya for the um, for the cauldron for the raid team. So. And um, speaking of raid, we have been uh, still raiding. We're just in a much more relaxed state now that we've killed Argus a couple times. Um, had a really good push at him on Wednesday, but we just had, uh, which for us is unusual, too many healers, not enough DPS. So we probably should have tried to two heal it. Um, and the extra DPS may have pushed us over. But it, I mean, we we hit the enrage timer at 17%. So it wasn't just one dps we were short but we're gonna hopefully have all four um pantheon trinkets this time and push them over tonight so that'll be fun be nice um, I s- yeah i still haven't got my my pantheon trinket but you yeah. got um did you get two piece finally 
I think I finally have two piece and now I'm working on four piece. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause you got a piece, you actually got a piece of tier loot, which you swore didn't exist yep. on um, last Sunday. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was definitely unexpected. Yeah. I was sure it didn't exist because on my, my warrior character, my warriors got, I think about 10 pieces of tier now. <laughs> Cause you're the only warrior in your race. Yes, only the warrior. Raid yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and my Pantheon tricket there is already a thousand. So did you upgrade it or did it drop yes. at a thousand? I upgraded it. Uh, that's that's weeks worth of upgrades. Okay. Question for you on the trinket. When it hits that thousand, can you. Okay. So unlike the one that old man Frank's got, which dropped as a legendary and you totally can... different. It's totally different. Totally different. Okay. Yeah. They're different. They're different uh, trinkets. The legendary okay. one is like, is supposed to be super powered compared to, even though you, I have one of the thousand, it's not as powerful as the legendary version. That's a Okay. Gotcha. That's what I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Um, and then also, uh, speaking of Star Wars and Conquest that dropped with the clank, uh, or thud, depending I'm, on who you're doing, uh, it depends. It's it's gotten a lot better. They've smoothed out a lot of the um, the the bumps. Uh, it's still not alt friendly in any stretch of the imagination. Um, so I've been picking a character depending on the side we're working on for that week and trying to hit my. Um, conquest goal this week it was fairly straightforward to hit the conquest goal because it was go run chapter 14 of the first um knights of the fallen empire expansion do a heroic on narshada it was also bounty hunter week which is the first time i was doing bounty hunter week which was fun which was go fulfill a bounty contract on narshada um and that was getting me around three thousand points a day so five you know, times five, and I, I had the conquest. And then we did mand- mandatory fun night on Friday night um, and went and killed some world bosses as well and got some extra conquest. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, it will be interesting to see what they're going to do on what we're going to do next week because we don't know. Um, a lot of the choices that they do for getting conquests are random. They're not set. So it'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see what's available for that. Um and then I'm still grinding out the on Odessan. Um, part of the running heroics and stuff like that is you get loot boxes that you turn into your Odessan alliance, and then they give you a loot box back, and then you open it up, and there's a random piece of legacy bound armor and uh, usually companion um, a companion uh, piece that you can use to gain rep with your companion. And then droid parts or um, other things that you can turn in as well, as well as the conquest points. Um, so uh, part of it, part of it is I have about, I'd say 50% of all the sets. It takes up four bank tabs in my legacy bank. Cause I have them all lined up in rows. So I know what I have and can find it all easily. Um, so I'm trying to find that, but like the first time I ran the heroic on Tuesday, I got all the same pieces and then Wednesday was the same. I like, I have these pieces and then finally Thursday I got some new pieces. So mm-hmm. it's getting tougher to get the, the pieces you need, but it's still a fun, it's still a fun grind. Um, and yeah, as Seaman Max said in the, the chat room, that was really fun Friday night. It was, it was, I will say this about the conquest changes it has made us focus as a guild more on what do we need to do as a guild 
to hit the guild conquest goal and help people get their individual conquest goals. It's not, hey, just go craft these 20 things and turn them in and you're good. So I, I think it's from that point, in, in my opinion, I think it's a it's an improvement, which is one of their goals. They wanted more activities. I just think they need to fix the, I can't do this on my alt because a lot of the stuff is do it once a week or do it once a day per legacy account. So if you have characters that are in multiple guilds or you just have, you know, one on the pub side, one on the imp side, it makes it difficult to hit conquest yeah. goals on both those characters. Right. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I imagine and the pub side is probably suffering a bit from that. It is. It is a bit because it's, it is the less played side, but um, we do have a lot of focus there on the, nights or on the weeks we do conquest. So um, in fact, that's this week why we're doing uh, gods from the machine to help out the Republic raid team, because there aren't lockouts where you can't, you know, for, for this current um, raid tier for operations tier, you can't extend a lockout. So you couldn't like kill the first four bosses and then go work on Isaac's every week. It resets and you have to kill all the bosses up to the boss you're working on for progressions. Hmm. So the mandatory fun nights going to be um, kill as many of the bosses as they can, probably with 16, 16 person operation, um, which will be new for, uh, cause a lot of the operation team runs run as eight P eight, oh. eight person raid teams. Um, and then turn that over to the, uh, the Republic raid team, or Republic operations team to go knock it out. So, um, yeah, and as Max said, this is a, a Republic focus for week for Conquest, just like we did on uh, covered in the news. So, uh, if you have a Republic character, pick one, help focus on it, and the guild will get some activities going and see what we can do. Um, and that's and yeah, as Max said, they're going to rotate Conquest focus to match the the mandatory fun night week. So it's going to be Republic one week, two weeks of Amp, then Republic, and then two weeks of Amp, and and that's sort of thing so that's been that's been a lot of fun um but in the background in all of this is the expansion in wow looming for me um you know as i've discussed i brought a lot of characters up to see all the character stories so i got all 12 characters to 110 to get all the character stories that they told in the in the legion expansion and with legion ending I'm kind of approaching this as a version of WoW Story 2.0 because throughout Warcraft's World of Warcraft's history up to this point, everything has been focused on defeating the Legion. Yep. Well, we did that. It's mm -hmm. done. And we brought every, all, the, um, all the classes brought both sides together in their order halls. They worked together to defeat the Legion. And we got it all done. And now the next story beat that the developers are telling us is, okay, so you guys just all worked together and defeated this big bad in the Legion, and now you're going to go back to tearing each other's throats out. Um, why? It feels wrong. Yeah. Yep. And well, but and that's the point. The why hasn't been delivered. They've been focusing mainly on these are the systems and the changes that we're going to make in the game mechanically but they haven't brought the story beat forward as much. And it, I don't know if they're withholding it because they're still 
finalizing how they want to present it or, you know, they're holding it for the pre-patch or whatever. But it led to a lot of, of for lack of a better term, soul searching for my headcanon because it was, I don't know that Tetsemi, my orc warrior, would follow this war chief into this line of reasoning. Um, right. You know, my, my goblin warlock, yeah, she's in it for the, you know, wh- whatever. More power, great. Let's go do it. Um, my two Pandaren, uh, you know, the way this is playing out, you're going to have Pandaren fighting Pandaren. The monk and the shaman Pandaren that I have aren't going to participate. So, you know, from from a mechanical standpoint, I don't want to just bench Tet because he's, you know, he's got 76 exalted reps. Yeah. He's my he's, dual he's, character. He's your character. He's my character. But from a story-wise, I probably am going to retire his story at the end of Legion and pick that up with one of the allied races mm-hmm. um, and carry that forward because they're new to the story. This is their post-Legion world that they're done with, and now they're going into how do we help the side that helped us defeat the Legion You know, go forward. So, um, yeah. And as Van Flick says, what about the death Knights? They're the DK first only hiding among the factions. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you have a death Knight, um, you know, their big, their big foe besides the Legion <laughs> this time was the Paladin order hall. Right. Um, for anyone that didn't play a DK, go play the DK order story. It's fun. It, you know, you could invade the Paladin order hall, and and have fun with that. Um, you know, so there's a lot of classes for me where I have to question, would my character take that forward? I don't know, Mew, have you kind of felt the same thing or something similar, or are you just all in with the, the new expansion? I, I definitely can see both sides of it. Um, uh, as far as like my, my Druid is concerned, um, he started as a, um, you know, the, one of the original Taran, but I kind of feel that, you know, being a druid and all the really interesting stuff that we learned with the high mountain, um, why it is that they have the different antlers. Um, I kind of feel like he could even be essentially adopted by the new high tarn. Um, and, you know, being the druid, he's knows Sonaris personally because of his druid order hall stuff. Mm-hmm. I could see him. It's like, well, he now he kind of looks like a high tarn one because she's actually communed with them, live with them. He introduced them, this in at least in my head canon, to the horde. So I could see him even being sort of like the horde's ambassador to the high mountain torn. So, what is one way that ambassadors often ingratiate themselves with a new faction? Well, they essentially join that faction in a way. They may marry into it or whatever else like that. So I kind of see him saying, you know, hey, maybe he communes with it. Maybe he's now essentially a high mountain torn. So that's uh, and and that's the same way where yes, the horde did did help um, the high mountain torn with the legion, and he probably feels honor bound to continue with the horde. At least he right. does. So mm-hmm. in his case, he'll probably continue on. Um, but some of my other characters, same thing. I mean, same thing you said. The Pandarans, they're going to question this. Yeah. You know, do, do do Pandaren belong in this new weird uh, setup of things? Um, you know, the I can see the goblins going full into it. 
because they're always oh. wanting to do look everything in. So. Yeah, spoilers. The goblins started this all. I'm. That's not surprising. Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, the the nightborn are interesting. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'm leveling up one of those as well. I'm still trying to get a feel for it because I've never really been a fan of the night elves. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, so I'm I'm trying to give the nightborn a shot just to see how I feel about them. Um, I really are like you the playing a male or a female. Um, I think I have one of each. Okay. Because mistaken. they borrowed the female animations from the female night elf, which for a warrior are awesome. And, and for the mage, the, the mage, when, when she does combustion and gets on fire, she does this one legged, um, casting animation. That's just really solid, <laughs> but just like the male night elves, the, the animation isn't as not it's fluid, but it's not as interesting as the female version of both. So yeah, that's something to look into. Then yeah, I have I've yeah. only gotten them uh, only part way through their journey, so I haven't really had a chance to really feel them. And you know now with the alpha distracting me, um, yeah, you know, uh, um, I'm I'm getting a feel for the void elves, um, but they're basically just just blood elves. Um, yeah, I, I have yet other than their hair glowing funny, uh, I have yet to find the difference between the two. So I'm still kind of trying to find that. faction. Well, yeah. yeah, but um, you you know my my rogue um was a spy that you know pretended to be a night elf for a while, and it is right. and got got discovered and is now back to being a blood elf. So yeah, you know yeah, that kind of works with your head cannon. Yep, exactly. So I and, can see and, Yeah, and speaking of that, the alpha, um, you know that's one reason we we chose the alliance side, but just. You know where they drop you off in the starting area. Again, we're missing the whole pre-patch. Oh yeah, up to definitely expansion story part of it. But just going into it mechanically and story-wise, it's a fresh start. So th- there's not a lot of baggage that you're carrying forward from from everything else because it's all in a new area. It's all a new story that's opening up. It's a new set of big bads that you're you're dealing with, other than. The you know other than allegedly or no they actually announced it that Ashara will be the last boss of the raid tier after the first raid tier Aldir because Aldir is the first raid tier she'll be the, so, the mid tier mid tier yeah so she'll be the um like the tomb of Sargeras boss essentially yeah so well, we had four this time so that that kind of threw things off a bit didn't it well yeah because you had nightmare trial. Mm-hmm. Or not trial, but yeah, Nighthold. Yeah. Nightmare, yeah. Nighthold, Tomb, and then the the throne. Well, and and the the Valor. Oh yeah, the Odin. That weird bonus one that yeah, exactly we were, we were glad to to burst through and and forget was there. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, and it, it, one other thing that kind of still kind of bugs me about the Void Elves is they claim that they're Blood Elves that decide to play with the void that doesn't make as much sense to me as a high elf experimenting mm-hmm. with the void right and honestly that would make more sense to me the high elves are already part of the alliance but maybe that's why it stopped for them why they couldn't say it was high elves because right. high elves are still part of the alliance therefore you wouldn't have to bring them in as an allied race right mm-hmm. exactly yeah but in my head it makes more sense for a high, high elf to become a blood elf because you know it's i can't it doesn't make any sense to me uh, mm-hmm. Unless there really was a weird splinter faction, it's like you know this this Sunwell just doesn't seem powerful enough for me. Mm-hmm. Let me go play with the void. It just play doesn't something else. Yeah. So. so 
McCullough, when you've run into this in the past with characters where the story that you're playing and not necessarily just, you know, electronically, but, but pen and paper wise, where the story that's being presented going forward doesn't match with what you've got the character in mind. How have you done it in the past? I think, you know, you have two options. Like you can do what you're wanting to do, which is change characters as your main or you can continue on with the existing character. And if it's something that they would be opposed to, just kind of in character fight that, you know, like write your headcanon of I'm doing this for this reason. However, I'm opposed to it. I'm vocal about my opposition. Um, I'm doing this under protest. Yeah. Right. And I, and I think that's where the wow game experience kind of lacks because everything's mm-hmm. on rails. Yep. So unlike where we had the class order hall stories where you got to see, you know, 16 different or sorry, 12 different stories, every character is going to do the same set of quests going through the same thing. And the only same decision choice. you get is what loot you you get reward yeah. for completing the quest mm-hmm. at the end. Whereas if this were Star Wars, you would be able to react in character. Exactly. I would have yeah. no problem taking my Sis Sorcerer or my Republic Trooper into a storyline right. I mm-hmm. didn't agree with because I would get to make choices along the way that reflected that character in game. Yeah. Right. Whereas wow, and in I game don't you'd have be that. able to in game you'd be able to say you'd be able to say, hey, this isn't right, depending on the options that you get, or exactly. figure out how that can shape your character more than WoW, yeah. where it's a little more on rails. Yeah, right. for, exactly. for example, I don't have the goable title, because I immediately saw what that was. <laughs> the, the, the second I came across that, I was like, I know exactly what's going on here. I'm right. having no part of this. I just walked right by. Right. Yeah, It's one of the few things where I kind of felt like I had a choice. But uh, interestingly enough, Right in the middle of WoW and SOTOR is ESO. ESO, you can make decisions. Mm-hmm. It's not like as as story changing as SOTOR, but I still get reminded as I'm walking through the city. I can't believe you decided to do this, this, and this. Uh, you get you hear this from you know an NPC mm-hmm. yelling about you, or hey, you saved my friend. I'm I'm so grateful. Like it's you know at least the choices you're making still kind of resonate, even it if they impact are, the world. Yeah, right. They, even they as part of a script. Yeah. Yeah, even if it's just something that the NPCs are saying, it, it still feels like you did something. Even if you're not changing the course, the rails at least have some wiggle. Like you're, you know, mm-hmm. you, you can wiggle, you can turn the wheel a little bit on the Autotopia ride. The, yeah. it, there, there's maybe some branches or maybe some some personal influence to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or recourse. Yeah, it's the it's the illusion of choice that's missing yes. from from right. World of Warcraft right now yes. that Star Wars and ESO give you. Um, and and that's so that's why I think I'm coming headcanon wise down to I need to change the character because it's a choice of participating or not participating. Mm-hmm. Now, down the road, the character I take into um Battle for Azeroth may determine, you know, may for lack of a better term, send back information to the rest of the characters to say, hey, you need to do this because you know, X, you know, we're going to uncover the real reasons, hopefully why, um, you know, this started or, or this decision was made. And if there's enough of a 
pull or a storyline where I could, you know, feel comfortable in participating, I may bring him back later, but not mm-hmm. initially. The initial exploration of that is is not going to be Ted. Yeah. So, <laughs> and and as Seema says in uh, in Discord chat, yeah, I want the NPCs to love me. Yeah, it's you know, depending on on the the class you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah. Apple is trying to steal her away because they want healers. Healers, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and interesting enough, even even the, when you make those choices in ESO, you might get one NPC that loved your choice. You may get another one that says, "Why'd you do that?" So, right. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's it's not all you know uh, puppies and rainbows mm-hmm. whenever you make your decisions. Yeah, and just to be clear, and I made the same comment on Azeroth Roundtable, it's not that I'm not excited about the expansion. I am very excited to see where this goes. I think if Legion is any history and they can repeat that in Battle for Azeroth, it's going to be amazing with the war fronts and the island expeditions and everything else. I'm just not sold on taking the character that I've committed 110 levels to and mm-hmm, years of playtime to into that story because it doesn't match what he's come out of. So yeah, he's he probably you're going to see him training some some young pups and yelling at them for being stupid off somewhere. <laughs> well, and and that's what we called it. We said, you know, when you switch from Legion story into the Battle for Azeroth story. To, to borrow from Star Trek, you have essentially Warcraft, the original series, all the way up to Legion, and now you've got Warcraft, the next generation, because yeah. it's a next generation of heroes going into this. Because I think there, I mean, we, we counted on Azeroth Roundtable, there are six people in our immediate circle, not counting Mills and his raid team that are switching from Horde to Alliance for this that are retiring their mains yeah. and going with new characters into battle for Azeroth because they haven't been convinced by the story that they would leave the class order hall to do it. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree there. I can see some of my characters doing the same. It's just happens to be that my main is a Tauren and Torrens they they still, for whatever reason are very honor bound. Right. I mean, yep. that's why they're in the horde to begin with. You know, it's if it weren't for honor, they probably would have joined the alliance uh, yep. at at certain points. You could tell that they they were kind of wondering what's going on here. You know, this, this doesn't seem right. You know, when when Garrosh started doing all his fun stuff, I very well could have right. easily seen the Torn saying, "You know what? See ya. We're going yeah. over." Yeah, but at least with the the whole Garrosh thing even though you were kind of pulled along into that's not my war chief, you could see the seeds of resistance that you knew this wasn't going to be your war chief at the end of it, that something was going to have to change during that. This, the problem is the break is between expansions, not between story beats in an expansion. So you're, you're kind of having to make the decision ahead of time on whether or not to participate in that story that's being told. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Well, there's going to be some interesting so, stuff happening soon. Exactly. So, well, I think uh, Macala or Mew, did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up or add? No, I, mean, I think we kind of covered it. Covered the news. Did some head cannon and what we're up to. So I think I'm good here. 
I think everyone's caught up. All right. Well, with that, that is our show tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, and we also already have one from Twitter. Thank you, Cyberwave. Um, (laughs) We want to thank ourselves for joining us. Thank you, ourselves. You're the best guests. (laughs) Oh, now we're never going to get guests. Good job there. (laughs) I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Our guests know that we love them, and I beg for them to come on the show all the time. All right. And if you have questions or comments for our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Uh, Mew is at MewCow. I am at CyberWaif. And Tet is at, at IvoryTiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us at our website, AIE-guild.org. Um, and for this podcast stream, it's going to be slash podcast dash live dash stream. And our Discord server for chat is bitly.ly.aie podcast discord. Our theme is composed by the wonderful Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Souls or visit him at keyswithsouls.com. And now it's time to play all the great EAE member segments we received this week and then the week before and the week before that, the week before that, including Altitis and Overly Dramatic News, which I hear has some interesting stuff coming. It does. All right. And next time, we'll hopefully be talking to some of the ESO folks. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi. This is Makala. And this is Mucow. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is MewCow, your guide in treating a common gamer condition called Alditis. Curious about my favorite profession? It's easily engineering. Packed with the most fun items of any profession, engineering is the go-to choice when I lack a compelling reason for any other profession. For toy collectors, no other profession has the ability to craft as many toys, with the caveat that most require active engineering on that alt. For mountain pet collectors, engineering rivals leatherworking and tailoring the number of craftable mounts and pets. Besides toys, mounts, and pets, engineering also boasts a large selection of useful devices, both reusable and consumable. Looking for raid beneficial items? Engineering can craft repair devices, food processors, mailboxes, and even merchant and bank access for fellow engineers. The belt-mounted Nitro Boosts are a handy extra mobility option, and the cloak-attachable Goblin Glider and Parachute give you a way out of plummeting death. You can also craft a number of teleportation devices for your engineering alts, and a large selection of goggles and guns. And if all this wasn't enough, there are countless more fun and weird devices, some with a goblin or gnomish player to choose from. Who wouldn't enjoy swap-lasting a friend to their doom, while hopefully bringing them back to life with a set of goblin jumper tables? If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss a topic further, find us on Twitter at altitis.net, and show notes can be found on our website, altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your altitis. Lockstep opinion recital leads to suspicions about journalistic independence. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. 
In villages and cities across the Alliance, the town crier is for many the main source of news about the outside world. Blessed with loud voices, comfortable shoes, and good memories, these men and women are trusted to share details of news both local and from afar. Every crier has different news to tell, which made last Thursday a strange day indeed. From the Exodar to Goldshire, from Rutheran Village to Ironforge, criers all shouted the same speech, warning of fake news and saying that only they were to be trusted as sources of information. Upon hearing of this strange synchronicity, ODN investigated. We discovered that the source of the script was a small sect of elves who call themselves the Sinclair. They have been quietly buying up the contracts of town criers all across the Alliance, and the new contracts require the local criers to recite the same Sinclair messages, filled with dark portents and conspiracies. Many are troubled by the subversion of the local crier's trusted position to spread a clearly political message and distrust of other news sources. As the mayor of Goldshire puts it, quote, The alliance is supposed to be made up of free people working together for the common good. Having all our news sources owned by the same small group makes it impossible to get the information we need to make good choices about how we live. This smacks of something the Horde would do or the Twilight's Hammer. If you let someone control how you see the world, you let them control you, unquote. We here at Overly Dramatic News couldn't agree more. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.